0: This This, this. is the Porpoise Pod. pod. It's a podcast with a purpose. All Dolphins. All the time. Touchdown! Now, here's your hosts, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solana. Solana. porpoise pod another edition here tobin and solana ready to dive into some dolphins and bills it feels a lot of juice in the air solana this is a big one man I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit on the previous episode but it's very palpable being in the weekend and you know the game is just uh hours away you know it's it's closing in on us i saw these dumb bills fans coming on a plane down here probably with their stupid folding tables to jump through things <laughs> and uh, and I just can't wait for this game. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, I saw that same plane just like a whole plane of Buffalo Bills fans. It, it looked like the most miserable plane ride in the history of plane rides. I guess that's not true. It smelled. Like,
0: it probably smelled like dirty snow and buffalo sauce. Yeah, that's probably what that that plane. It was not pleasant. I feel. I feel bad for the flight attendants there.
1: Everybody's fingers literally have buffalo sauce yeah, on them. Absolutely. Are, are you jittery? Because I feel jittery about Sunday's game. I can't remember the last time that I was this excited for a football game. Truthfully, a Dolphins game. Like I'm. I I I'm just feeling it. You know, yeah. like it's 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 coming. It it, it it's happening. Yeah, I, I'm I'm
0: I'm super excited about it, but I feel as confident as I can in the team because, you know, I was doing some media in upstate New York this week. I think it was
1: Rochester, or something like that, wherever the hell that is. Um, I'm I'm from Rochester, actually. Are you really? Like randomly, I have. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say I'm from Rochester. Let me let me say this again. I have family in Rochester. That's where the uh, the Solanas originate in the United States, Rochester, New York. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So they're all Bills fans. So this one's a little more personal for me. Wow. Because it gets it gets It goes a, deep for Thanksgiving. A very, very deep rivalry with the uh with the huh. Solana clan up north. I was not
0: expecting that, man. I gotta be honest with you. That's that's pretty crazy. I did some uh my uh my first radio internship was in Albany. My uh, my uncle used to do stuff up there, but that's not even that north as it is up there with all that whole thing. Still but, miserable in Albany though. Still miserable. What a miserable <laughs> city that is. But anyway, um, yeah, this is. I, I feel good. And, and, you know, you can tell they're cocky. They're swaggering. A lot of, a uh, lot of, uh, unearned arrogance for a team that hasn't really done anything. You know, they, everybody's already crowning them. Been here before. We were here, you know, when Sports Illustrated was picking the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl back in the day with Nick Saban. Like, I think everybody, I, I would love this just to knock them off their high horse. A lot of, uh, A lot of uh, that going on for me. And then also just the idea of, yeah, they haven't beat them in seven games. I think this would be huge. There's not a lot of statement wins you can have in the NFL because it kind of feels like everybody's 500. There's a couple of good teams in there. But, like, this one early on would really declare to everybody, hey, the Dolphins have arrived. They beat a former MVP and an improbable comeback. They have beaten the Super Bowl favorites like... I mean, it, it really would state something about this game. And, and I think the reason I'm not nervous about it is um, I think, one, nobody expects them to win. And so I think that there's a level of, all right, you know, like when the Heat are good, I feel nervous because I know there's stakes to it. Like there there are expectations, and I feel like I want them to go to a certain level. With the Dolphins, kind of just enjoying the ride so far this year. And with seeing what that offense did last week, I was thinking to myself, Okay, they're equipped to be in a shootout. I feel like that. I feel like they can be in this fight. Um, certainly, there are some things to be concerned about with injuries, but both there's injuries on both sides. And oddly enough, um, with the D- Dolphins maybe being a, a defensive team, as Mike McDaniel dubbed them early on in the year, it's still the defense's team. I almost feel like this is setting up for a shootout because of the injuries on the Bills' side, because of the pass rush ability uh that buffalo can bring to the dolphins um that's there but the secondary issues feel like it makes for like Tua is going to get the ball quickly to his two fast ass receivers and we could see some explosive stuff both ways on this on this game
1: yeah the hope is Tua uh, realized like he can do this he's capable yeah. of those games not just a one fourth quarter sample size but doing it consistently throughout the rest of the season right? like that's the hope that he left that game saying holy bleep Yeah, this is this is me. This is who I am moving forward. Uh, By the way, Tobin, I'm so sick of the Bills media because I've been doing a little bit of research about the Bills media and kind of like their fan base and how they're viewing this game. Even the national media, to an extent, the way that they're covering this game. Uh, Forget the Bills uh, injuries because everybody's banged up right now, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's week three. And throughout the rest of the season, there's going to be injuries. I hate the way it's already being talked about. Where if the Dolphins were to win, well, the credit this, will be killed. You know, th- it was more about the Bills being injured. Their cornerbacks are injured. Uh, their offensive lineman is suspended. It's more about that than it is the Miami Dolphins finally overcoming the Buffalo Bills. It's been. I was actually putting it together a piece for the pregame show. Mm-hmm. It was January. Uh, no, hold on. I, I wrote this whole thing down yesterday. I put together this piece. The last time the Dolphins beat the Bills, and the names in this uh, in this game, Tobin, are incredible. So obviously Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they uh, hold on a second. He's throwing he's throwing passes to Kenyon Drake, Devontae Parker. Uh, like the names yeah. that are there are are unbelievable. So it's obviously been a too long. It's been way too long. Yeah, it's definitely been too long. And I I, look, that can be fine. But
0: here's the real deal about it. Like we could talk about the injuries on both sides because they both have them. The Dolphins, you know, aren't going to have one of their tackles who's on IR. They may not have Teron Armstead. He hasn't practiced so far this week. I don't know if that's a maintenance thing that they are just saying. You know what? They kind of did this back in the day with Mike Pouncey, where like Pouncey did not practice and they just put him out there for games. (laughs) I don't know if they're doing that with Teron Armstead with his toe, and they're just saying, hey. Uh, don't worry about it, we'll just game do it when it's game day, just plug him in at left tackle. Or if he's genuinely, if it's gotten worse and he won't be able to go, I'm not sure. But they have their own key injuries to deal with the Dolphins. Cedric Wilson has been banged up with the ribs. Um, Xavier Howard's dealing with the groin. Yeah, they don't have Micah High, they don't have Jordan Phillips. All these guys that are going to be out there for him, sure, that's fine. But ultimately, we know what this comes down to on headlines. Is Tua going to suit up? Is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wall going to suit up? Is Josh Allen going to suit up? With Stephon Diggs. If that's the case, okay, everybody else, you can kind of throw the names out. Doesn't the matter. main players are here.
1: Doesn't matter. Yeah. um Who's the best wide receiver, by the way, on the field on Sunday? Is it Tyreek Hill?
0: I mean, Tyreek Hill has done more than Stephon Diggs. He has. uh I think that stefan Diggs is tremendous. And I, I loved, you know, Stephon Diggs. You know, I give him a lot, I probably gave a lot of praise to the Dolphins going into this. Um, you know, tried to kind of steal, like, oh, we're going to make Christmas cards with Josh Allen. Christmas is Tua's thing, Stefan. I don't know if you know this. He's That's a Tua that's thing, so nice try. But uh, I don't know why I have Tua claiming
1: all of Christmas, but I just think he should. You know, like well, it, I was I was going to jump on you if you didn't say Tyreek Hill anyways, by the way. So okay. No, I think get, it is Tyreek.
0: I, I do think it is Tyreek. I, I think that, look, Stefan Diggs is great, but I do think that there are a lot of versions of Stefan Diggs all around the league. You know, like, I think that... I, I just feel like Tyreek Hill is such a unique weapon that there are like there's nobody else who can replicate, it. and I
1: think Jalen Wall is probably the closest thing, but he's still not as fast as Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. That is. I'm I'm with you. By the way, like you have to give him the edge just because of everything he's accomplished. He has a Super Bowl win. Uh, he has all the accolades. Um, so it's probably Tyreek Hill. But bro, Stefan Diggs. I was hey, rewatching. Good. I was rewatching the game from Monday night, and it's it's stupid the way he. He just finds himself open all the time. It's stupid how good he is. They um, uh
0: they have a they have a, a symmetry right now yeah. between him and Josh Allen. Like they are they are a one two punch that is as good as anybody in the league. Josh Allen is super scary. He is imposing. He is fast. He has a huge arm. Um he's not inaccurate anymore. Like it he is he is great. I'm not I'm not denying that. Uh, that, that, that this guy is going to be a tough challenge, and the Dolphins have a tough challenge in front of them. And I think the thing that I was worried about is: look, if the Dolphins got down ten nothing early, are we going to be playing behind the eight ball? Can the Dolphins dink and dunk? They don't have to. Like the Dolphins have explosive plays, and they have a quarterback who can make those, uh, can get the ball to his playmakers in an explosive fashion. So I'm not worried about it because basically we fought. We just saw this this past week with. Yeah, it got to a very lopsided area, but ultimately it came down to Lamar Jackson explosive drives to answer with explosive drives, and I think that that's going to be very important here. Is that you know you saw with the Titans this past week? Okay, that's not their identity. They're not an explosive team, especially without AJ Brown anymore. They want to ground and pound the football. They want to run it, and like if you're going to ask Ryan Tannehill to big play to death and, and go blow for blow, that ain't going to happen, playboy. Sorry, <laughs> but the Dolphins, I think the identification right now is oh. They have Tua. Uh, it's a game manager. They're gonna chew ball control. I don't think so, dude. I think that they're gonna try and rip the hearts out, just like the Bills are.
1: Yeah. And by the way, McDaniel is going to be aggressive. You know, in this one, right? Like he's not. He's not gonna let the Bills jump out to an early lead and 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 try to grind it and get back into it. Like we saw him being aggressive, going for it on fourth down. We're just not used to that down here in South Florida. Every coach we've had before McDaniel took the the more conservative approach, just don't turn the ball over, punt it, we'll let our defense get the ball back, we'll use field position to our our advantage, and that hasn't been his M.O. thus far, and I expect it to be taken to to kind of like a new level versus the Bills. I mean, man, like we can't downplay how important this game is. Maybe for the Bills it's not that important in the grand scheme of things because they kind of feel like they own the Dolphins, but I think like everybody in Miami Gardens right now, from McDaniel all the way down to whoever Morstead. Like they mm-hmm. understand the gravity of this game and how important a Dolphins win would mean and I really do expect McDaniel to be more aggressive right from the get-go. And by the way, like we look at the Ravens game, the Dolphins find themselves in, in a huge hole, but the chances of the Bills taking back the opening kickoff, right? True. Like you, you Yeah, yeah. It, no, that, I that get game it. that game was that game was odd. The, it was not all over beginning. though. Like you know, yeah. the
0: Dolphins also got a fumble at the one yard line yeah. from the Ravens too. So, the yes, there was there was some wackiness too. But I think I think that game is a game that is such an outlier from the standpoint of every unit on the field had times where they won the game and had times where they <laughs> lost the game. Right. It really was like so well rounded on both sides, and. You know, I, not every game is going to be like that. That game was as wacky as it gets. But I think the thing that was proven to us was that this offense can, if you can come back and you could score that many touchdowns in a fourth quarter and you can score quick, that is typically what you have to go with when it comes to these big-time quarterbacks because we see, like, these Buffalo Bills will try and rip your heart out. They will try and go deep. They will try and and uh, go over. Their running game is not, like, you know, that impressive so far this season um neither has the Dolphins been and that's kind of uh McDaniel's MO so this feels like one of
1: those where like yeah you're gonna need the big plays and both of them are very equipped for it yeah yeah I'm I'm down for a little razzle dazzle yeah man this uh this Sunday we haven't seen too too much razzle really no razzle dazzle not enough Uh, razzle not definitely not yeah definitely not enough
0: razzle but
1: pull out all the tricks McCoachin
0: I I think that this will be a one like you know they're getting more comfortable and I think that, too, you know, you think about he, – he talked about this with uh, with Tua just having finally something he can hold on to. Like, uh, we talked about the hype. We've – you know, you've now performed it. You can believe in it. You know, he's talked about Tua being his own worst critic and being very hard on himself. And I think for Tua, like, that game did have the rides up and down where, like, yes, he was down on himself. Maybe in years past he would have just stayed down and this wouldn't have been one where he could have bounced back. Now he knows, like, you can overcome – a couple of mistakes. Even Josh Allen's going to throw interceptions. Even Patrick Mahomes is going to throw interceptions. What are you going to do the next time you get back out on the field? And I think that was the importance of what happened last week. It was not only that you had the comeback win, but it was, okay, your quarterback was able to show, hey, you don't have to be perfect. And I think with Tua, because everybody looks at him as like this cute little accurate game manager, it leaves you no margin for error where, okay, if you do, if he does go out there and there is a tipped ball, that ends up in a weird place and it was out of your control. Don't get so down on it. And I think also what it will do is, you know, we've talked about the two uh, ball security thing when when there is pressure and that is definitely a uh a, a strength of the Bills coming into this of if that 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 I think will give you a little bit more leniency. I will take a sack. I will let there be another
1: play because they they we can get we can get it back in a hurry. Yeah, that is such a good point by the way because I think on Monday or Tuesday uh I heard a lot of uh, whether it was from like the Hawk and Crowder show i heard it also on uh, on a couple other people saying it tua would have been benched by halftime had brian yeah. flores been the head coach and look i don't know if that's true or not uh but i i kind of feel like it is tua tua may not have been given the opportunities he was given in the second half in the fourth quarter by another head coach you know considering the way that the game started for the dolphins offense and that's something that i love about mcdaniel where he's kind of instilled that confidence. Like you just said, throw a couple picks, so what? Get him back. Right. Like, who cares? Not a big deal. We'll get him back. You don't want to throw an interception, but it's not the end of the world. That's how electrifying the Dolphins' offense is. But,
0: but- as far as opportunity is concerned, like, this is important because, yeah, it's only week three. That's plenty of time to, to to bounce back if they don't win. But it is a tough situation coming in front of you because you do have this game at home, and then there's a quick turnaround against the Bengals, like, right to it. So, you know, you can never really guarantee that those primetime games where you have to go on the road after you know this is going to be a very physical game where guys are putting a lot of energy and effort into it. So what version of the Dolphins going to get in this next game is going to be an interesting one. So I do think that for all the – you know, for all the the joy that we have right now, this is a very fragile game in the NFL, so it can turn around pretty quickly. I'm not saying like this will head for disaster, <laughs> but I do think that yeah, as as high as you're riding right now, okay, they are a little bit banged up. I think there's opportunity here for the Dolphins, and 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 I, and I do think it states something because look, let's be real about it. Um, December swoons have been a thing for the Dolphins for a long, long time. You have those late games in in New England and in Buffalo. Tua, cold weather, never great. Like. And we've, we know that this is going to be h- unbelievably hot. Yeah. And I do think that, you know, that, that that home field advantage should be a thing that they, uh, that they definitely have to, you know, for back, lack of a better term, take advantage
1: of. No, nah, I mean, look, you're looking at the schedule right now, and we talked about it a ton, right? The first four games, everybody mm-hmm. was kind of looking at it saying, you can gotta get out of there 500, that's huge. There's two blocks of the schedule that are super tough starting with the first four games and then the last couple games yep. where you mentioned on the road in Buffalo, on the road in uh, in they New host, England.
0: Yeah, then they ho- they host Green Bay in the middle of that too. Green Bay on, on Christmas.
1: Christmas here. And then there's two road games. It's at Niners, at Chargers in back-to-back weeks over in, uh, in California. If you can take three of these first four, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. You can take all four. I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm just saying if you could – like, how could the Dolphins not make the playoffs? Uh, injuries, all that stuff aside, you stay healthy. Well, just think, like, if you feel like – if they beat this
0: team, there's no reason to think that there's not a team in the league they can't beat right yeah. now. Because everybody is given this team the coronation before they've done anything. And if so if you beat the Buffalo Bills, you know, you could throw Aaron Rodgers out there. You know, you could throw whomever. You could throw the 49ers out there. You could throw the, the, the Patriots at him again. You could throw Justin Herbert. All that stuff, that's fine, but most people would say this is the most complete team in the league.
1: Yeah, the expectation jumps, right? The expectation Absolutely. going into this season was make the playoffs. Then after you know Baltimore, it was kind of, hey, the Dolphins can win a playoff game. Right. You know, they can make the playoffs. They can maybe win a playoff game. I think that was the ceiling, though, right? For the most part, the ceiling was make the playoffs, maybe win... In I, in I still think, role. like, look,
0: if whatever comes out of this, if they can do something they haven't done in 22 years, that's a monster year. Um, I know expectations will, if like we do get drunk and this ends up being a crazy regular season. But I think that if they were, if Mick Cochin is able to do something that this team hasn't done in over two decades, that's a monster. But yeah, it, I, things are going to your view on this year is going to change <laughs> if you come out of this weekend three and, it just is. It is. It's going to be crazy. And then yeah. and then you think about it. That you have not only that, but if you were to do that, and then also, by the way, we have a game in four days, so
1: like, I need it. I need it. it, it. It's
0: gonna be. It's gonna. Need it. It's it's gonna be a, it's like a drug. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> we'll do a little echolocation. Give us some final thoughts on the week three matchup as the porpoise pod swims on after this. Porpoise pod swimming on here. Tobin and Solana as we are getting ready for week three of the Miami Dolphins season. As they welcome in the Buffalo Bills to Hard Rock Stadium Sunday at 1 o'clock. So everybody tuning in. I hope you're getting uh, all nice and ready for the game whether you are at Hard Rock Stadium right now tailgating on your way to Hard Rock Stadium right now tailgating or if you are just uh, getting ready ramped up going into the weekend whatever it may be we are hyped for it we know you guys are too um Solana what what does the Bills dominance look like last year against Miami what has this been this has been a it was a a nightmare game for him last <laughs> year because Tua Loa had his ribs broken and all that all that season of hope we were looking forward to Tua's first real year as the starter. Um, you know, no more Ryan Fitzpatrick. This was Tua's team, even with all the Deshaun Watson stuff that was surrounding him. There were plenty of people that wanted just Tua because, you know, the controversy of Deshaun Watson was starting around, and plenty of people just wanted to see the whole thing with Tua through. And then, boom, like, what was it second drive of the game, broken ribs? and you know the season for him this this uh this big year in front of him was kind of thrown off the tracks
1: yeah so I mean you look at week two and obviously you can kind of throw that game out because of the way that it transpired with Tua he gets banged up misses the next couple games but I was looking more at the game in Buffalo I think it was October 30th like or or it might have even been on Halloween or whatever I remember because I went to the booth in a costume and I was the only one I was the only one in the press box in a costume. You went to the you went to the Buffalo Bills game in costume? In costume. What did you go as? Uh, Granny Wolf? What? So I wore like my suit or whatever that I always wear, but I took my co- I mean it's Halloween. Like why why you wouldn't You
0: went to the Bills game dressed as Granny Wolf from, like from Little Red Riding Hood? Hell yeah,
1: with a tail and everything and a dress. What? What, why? It's Halloween. I mean, what? Oh, broadcasters I, I, are too good for Halloween now?
0: I just think it's a, it's NFL. It's buttoned yeah. up. It's the no fun league. You it's showed Halloween. up dressed as a grandma wolf. Uh,
1: I mean, I'm trying to make a little difference in the NFL. What then. were the
0: comments of this when they showed you when you set, when you uh, showed up? Oh, I mean, I took it off immediately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I kept like the it's too much shame. Gear, I kept the headgear on in the booth because I thought it was funny. Who were you
0: most embarrassed? Like was it Marino? Like who was the person you were most embarrassed by seeing you in this attire? Oh, it was Jimmy Cephalo. There's
1: no <laughs> doubt. I mean, he uh he already you know, he, he he looked at me different ever since that day. He's looked at me different, hmm. a little different ever since that day.
0: Cuz I thought this guy
1: was a buttoned-up professional. And uh and there I was in a dress. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, what? We're too good for Halloween now. I don't. I don't. I don't like think we're, we're doing too good there. for Halloween.
0: I just think it's you know, it's one of those. I don't know if it's if Halloween is there for you to enjoy at that particular time, especially with you know Jimmy Cephalo, Joe Rose. <laughs> guys have been in the business for a long time, and they see you walking. in. Listen, I'm not above silly sauce. You know that. I love right. me some fun. I just don't know, you know, time and place.
1: So you wouldn't show up to like the Heat locker room on Christmas Day? No. In a costume?
0: Uh, with like an ugly sweater? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe
1: an ugly sweater. Let's see. Who who do they play? We're at Detroit the thirtieth this year. I'm going in costume again. you're I,
0: going in costume. But I'll you're gonna be as a fan. Like, don't you have season tickets?
1: Oh no no, I'm talking about Dolphins at Lions oh, October thirtieth this year. I'm I'm going in costume. I think you should show up as man Campbell. Yeah. You should no, show up I'm, with one <laughs> ass cheek and three toes. Um so going back to that game, um, the final score of that game was twenty six to eleven. Obviously, doesn't seem too close, right? You lose by whatever that is, fifteen points. Uh, But when you really break down that game, it's Tua coming back against the Bills after he was hurt. The Dolphins are in the midst of this uh, losing streak, and at one point in the game, at halftime, you're losing six to three. Mm -hmm. Things aren't going your way, and at one point in the game, you're down ten to three only in the third quarter. So to start the fourth, you're down ten to three. Buffalo scores a quick touchdown. But the Dolphins had opportunities all game to score. Do you remember on multiple drives, the Dolphins end up scoring a touchdown. They're down 17 to 11. They have a chance. They're in the Bills red zone thanks to a turnover. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Mike Gasicki. There's confusion on the offensive line. He moves in motion. Tua hikes the ball in a shotgun. And it like hits Mike Gasicki as he's running in motion. I do remember in that, motion. actually. And it happened more than once. I don't remember who else it hit. It might have hit a running back. Or Tua was trying to talk to a running back off I don't remember exactly the way it transpired, but multiple times there was confusion. The Dolphins had opportunities in that game to convert and they kind of just shot themselves in the foot. So it leads me back to what we talked about on the last podcast. What everybody's kind of saying, right? Mm-hmm. The Dolphins are I mean, it going... dropped into
0: one and seven at that point too. Right. So right. So they were in a free fall.
1: They needed that win. And you know, you know what the the narratives have been. Dolphins can't win a game in cold weather. It was yeah. pretty chilly that day. Tua can't throw the ball in cold weather. Um and he didn't look great by any stretch of the imagination, right? Like the two we saw in the fourth quarter, you, you wouldn't even recognize well, the other two. of. yeah,
0: and what, what was it? So he played was it this game and then was it what was it the next one in London? Right. Or right. something like that or was it the week before London and then they had I think the Ravens game before that or right no. like right into that. So it went They okay, played so they the Falcons. Buffalo.
1: They played the Falcons before yeah, that.
0: So Tua played this game and then apparently he got hurt in practice. Because he played, uh, Brissett played the next game against the uh, the uh, the Texans. I don't know if two got hurt in this one or if it was in practice. I forget which one it was. But then, so yeah, he like had just come back from injury a few games beforehand. Dolphins are still in a losing streak, and then he doesn't play the next week.
1: Yeah, but really, my point here is that even against the Buffalo Bills last year, who were clearly the better team mm-hmm. on the road in Buffalo in cold weather. And the Dolphins kind of kept shooting themselves in the foot, doing everything that they shouldn't have been doing. They were still in that game, and it wasn't until later in the game Buffalo ends up scoring the the the, the final touchdown. Uh, Josh Allen and uh, and Christian Wilkins kind of get into it, and uh, but the Dolphins were in this game. So I was I, w- I was looking at the the YouTube uh, condensed version of the game, and I'm saying like man, this version of Tua, this Dolphins offense in those moments doesn't make those mistakes, and they're able to capitalize and and stay in the game with Buffalo, which couldn't happen last year. So it kind of gave me this sense of, of not relief, but almost like this sense of optimism going into Sunday where throw whatever you have at us, Buffalo. Uh, this is not the Dolphins from last year. This is not the Dolphins from 2020. This is a different offense.
0: Yeah, it's. I, I think all of it. I mean, just looking at the line, the, the idea that they don't have Jesse Davis out there, I think is like amazing. <laughs> you know, so that that already helps Tua, uh, but this is definitely a team that's much more explosive. And like you talk about, looking back at the old guys, like you know Miles Gaskin, Savon Ahmed, that one of them doesn't play now. One of them is the 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 third string running back. You know, the, the the weapons of Devontae Parker, who was the leading receiver in that game, he's gone. Mike Gusecki certainly doesn't have that role in the offense anymore. And Jalen Waddell, because he has Tyreek Hill next to him, is is a, a much more explosive player. You're talking about the guys right now. They lead their first and third right now in the league in, in receiving yards. Stephon Diggs is number two. So you're talking about a lot of explosiveness, that's, uh, explosiveness that, that is going to be on uh, the field and on display. Uh, let's hit a little echolocation uh, here, Solana. I think this was an interesting one. So, Xavier Howard, he uh, had a pick six dropped in the last game. Right. That's not Xavier Howard. Like, that is, this is a man who is better getting turnovers than any other cornerback in the league. This is, uh, he is true uh, NFTF, knows for the football. And uh, he proclaimed that he is uh, not only upset about it, but he plans on making good on it.
1: Yeah. What happened there? <laughs> no, no, man. You ain't going to see that again. You know, I'm definitely going to make up for that. You know, Them special easy interceptions like that, man, you got to take advantage of that. that and it would have been a a change of play. It would have been a momentum change when I ended up making a play or would have scored a touchdown. Is that something that you were eyeing? Because it seemed like early on they were really trying to get those quick hitting passes. Yeah. So was that something that was in the back of your mind? Like you could just kind of jump one of those? Yeah. It, the defense was in, you know, it's, it's forced them to, to make the short throws like that. You know, I seen it and went. And, you know, um, my hands, I don't know what happened to them. So, you know, I got to make up for that.
0: I don't know what happened to him either because he is usually money when it comes to gifting him. Usually his interceptions are so hard. like They almost look like receivers going to get the uh, the football. So the idea that he was just gifted this pick six and he <laughs> lost it, you could tell it still is bothering him.
1: Yeah, uh, I, th- I feel like a pick six against Josh Allen, though, or just a pick against Josh Allen. That would, make, oh, that would Allen. make him feel so much better. Yeah, it'll, it'll make up for it. My
0: hands, I don't know what happened. I, I mean, None of us do. I, they, we're not used to seeing Xavier and Howard in that
1: position, but he promises make good on it. Which makes me happy. And that was kind of the point of the game where you're thinking to yourself, the defense is gonna make a play here. The yeah, defense, yeah. if you have any chance at this game, the defense has to make a play here. And uh and it was it was there. It was right there. It really was. It was. And I think that uh maybe
0: Xavier Howard, you know what? He maybe thought to himself, you know what? I think I want Tua to get this comeback. You know, he's been <laughs> a big Tua supporter. And so uh he was able to uh help Tua put the the icing on the cake. Uh speaking of Tua, he uh looks ahead to the uh the Bills matchup and knows that the guy on the other side, Josh Allen tough matchup beast i mean (laughs) he's a beast i don't know what else to say about him i mean guy runs the ball when he needs to extends plays with his legs um you know he can get the ball down the field and he gets the ball to his playmakers you know that's that's the biggest thing but beast guy's a beast there you go respect i always know intuitive means something because he gives you that little (laughs) that little chuck that little (laughs) A that chuckle, that's adorable. <laughs> just want to pinch his cheeks.
1: You saw Josh Allen also had some high praise for Tua. Did he? Yeah, he I was on – I didn't see that. What did it, he say? He was on uh, one of the guys from Good Morning Football on NFL Network. Oh,
0: yeah, Kyle uh, Brandt's basement. Was that
1: it? Yeah, the yeah, basement. Yeah, yeah. The basement thing. What did he say? And uh, he was just talking about Tua. He's happy for him. He's like, obviously, I don't want to see my division rival you know, win games or whatever, but he's he's happy to see Tua kind of overcome all the negativity that's surrounded his early career. He had, he had some cool things to say about Tua, uh, but this is not our daddy's Dolphins-Bills rivalry because these two teams hated each other in oh, the yeah. 80s and 90s. And I, I, I said it, you know, it's a different NFL. It's a different type of athlete nowadays. Uh, but it's just weird almost like these guys praising each other right before they're going to go up against each other in a rivalry. I don't rivalry. think Christian Wilkins likes Josh Allen. I don't think he likes him.
0: I mean, Christian Wilkins said that. He, he doesn't. He's not. He's not one of these. He's kind of old school. Like Pat Riley would like him because he doesn't like his opponent. And I don't think he likes Josh Allen. I yeah. think he would. I think. I feel like if. I feel like if uh, if the Dolphins win this weekend, Christian Wilkins is going to do like uh, super, you know, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger <laughs> dance right in front of Josh Allen's face. I
1: I, I mean that'd be amazing. And I would love that. Yeah, I would love that too. Uh, but he shouldn't. Like you're trying to get to him every single play. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to hate him. I want you to despise him because I need you to get to him every single play.
0: Uh, one more on echolocation before we head out of here. Uh, Adam Beasley, a uh, friend of ours, we love uh, we love Bees. Uh, he was asking uh, Mike McDaniel this week about his fashion and uh, and his attire, and this is what uh, Mike McDaniel had to say about that.
1: Mike McDaniel. Fashion question. Hmm. You made some waves with the sunglasses on Sunday. I did. You did on social media a little bit. They were noticed. Uh, the watches, the the shoes. You
0: seem to have a little bit of swag, so to speak. Where does that come from? How long you have you had that going well, on? if you've been to your uh, optometrist lately, you'd know that there's uh, some there. There's a which I which I did trying to get um, contacts here. Is they let me know that I had some sun damage on my eyes, and so how do you protect that? You wear sunglasses. Um, watches are important to tell time. And I like to know what time it is. There's nothing worse than the boss that's like, what time is it? You know, like, I like shoes. So that I'm like, hey, on a given day, I, that shoe looks cool. I'll wear that. Um, but, yeah, there's outside of that, I was just trying to keep my retinas protected and know what time it is. is there's an efficient boss right there. This guy is loving life. who is enjoying being a head coach more than mike mcdaniel yeah
1: yeah he is living up to the hype with the press conferences by the way i was happy to see the sunglasses back by the way because that was a really good
0: look during camp and i missed it because i felt like all the games like ah, it's not and i don't i think it might just be a road game thing because he's got the shade there at hard rock stadium but uh oh those glasses! i mean that's a
1: good look for him you think he dresses himself or you think like his wife has just great style like where do you think that comes from I would
0: guess because and I'm he not is,
1: lowballing him by the way. like I'm not saying you know McDaniel doesn't have swag or, or no, he doesn't look, have good style, like, but it's kind of it, it's kind of like great. No, it's great style. and I, I think we even see like the suits
0: that he's wearing as he goes in. By the way, I love the fact that he wears giant headphones, like yes. giant like the giant beats. Um, but I, I would guess Mrs. McCochin has a little bit to do with it because he has admitted that when he wasn't a head coach, he did not shower. Which is single man (laughs) behavior. And I think that she probably had said to him, like, hey, you got to dress for the job that you you want, not the job that you have. Right. And I think that that probably, that talk had to happen at some point. I know that, you know, being married as long as I have, most of my fashion, whenever I have to step it up, is based on recommendations from my wife. So I would guess that, yes, she told him at some point. I don't know if she's picking what he did, but there definitely was a conversation at some point where I feel like Mike McDaniel, She's like, hey, Peter Pan, you can't not shower and just be wearing the, the same Yeezys all the time. Like, let's style it up a little bit. And so, you know, probably had a conversation with some people. Jimmy G's very handsome. You know, maybe went and talked to mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. I know that Kyle Shanahan's got that flat brim thing. That's kind of his thing that he went through. So maybe just had, you know, took some took some uh, advice a little bit from everybody. And uh, boom, here we got Swaggy
1: McCochin. Swaggy McCochin. So you bought that shirt yourself, right? No way your wife bought that for you. No, I always bought Actually, you know what? I think there's she did no buy way. the shirt from me. there's no way
0: i think she did buy the shirt from me now that i think about it hey, a uh she might have speaking of i his, i don't remember the clothes that I buy
1: i think this might have been her yeah that looks like a I'll ask her bar, today. bargain uh bargain shopping right there
0: oh this is definitely like this is definitely ninety nine this is definitely ross yeah ross or t j Maxx. i what big do you fan. guys
1: what do you guys do on fridays you do like uh like i don't know like i saw I saw your producer Marcos he's wearing like a buy, friday. buy shirt right you don't know about buy shirt sure friday yeah no.
0: Yeah, we wear great shirts. What's you got a problem with that?
1: Well, I'm looking for the great
0: shirt. I mean, this is the great shirt. What's not to love? <laughs> Vice shirt Friday. What do you, you look like? What are you going on the Tour de France?
1: Yeah. How I'm, I'm, that I'm like? wearing I'm wearing my yellow jacket. <laughs> uh I miss the walkie talkie by the way. I wish I he, do too. I just I wish too. he had it on him. Yes. You know, even if he's not he's not gonna use it. I just for want Mc, plays. McDaniel Curl. to just have it on him. I agree. I think that would be uh, that would be
0: amazing <laughs> wasn't there somebody who got in trouble recently? I feel like it was a couple of years ago they tried using walkie-talkies because their system went down, and I think they got fined or something for that. I don't really? remember the team. We don't have time for it. I think it's an NFL story. You guys can look yeah. it up. That's our porpoise pod for today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Dolphins, Bills, we will have full reaction to this uh, coming up on Sunday night, Monday morning. So well, we will talk yeah. to you guys then.
1: Uh, are we doing predictions? Like, you want to do a prediction? I don't know. I'm just asking. Like, Are we doing predictions? I'm uh, not even saying score predictions. Uh,
0: I think they're going to win. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're going to lose. 3-0.
1: Hell, why would you want to predict that?
0: Three and zero. I mean, imagine we did all this fluff, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Yeah, I think the Dolphins are going to lose." Yeah,
1: Bills got this one.
0: Uh, no, no, I think the, I think the Bills can go to hell, and uh they will be basically because it's going to be hot as hell on Sunday. And uh, they will wilt. They, and if you're, will, they will wilt.
1: If you're a Dolphins fan, by the way, uh, no buffalo sauce on Sunday. Okay? You're doing the tailgate right. out of Hard Rock. Empanadas. Absolutely. You do croquetas. You do tequeños. You do empanadas. If I catch you with buffalo sauce on your wings, you're going to catch these hands. What about like
0: a little bit of uh what about like some mango sauce on a buffalo wing? Like if I change it up a little
1: bit. Well, like a chicken wing is fine, okay. but but strictly no buffalo but Don't call it a buffalo wing. That's their thing. That's that's their thing up there. You know what? I, I might even say go as far as doing boneless wings this week just to trigger Got it. just to trigger the Buffalo uh Bills Mafia. I
0: like all of it. And uh these are great plans, Solana. And hopefully we will be speaking with you guys after a Dolphins victory on Sunday.